0: Hi guys, welcome back to the Power and Lifting Podcast. I'm your host, Solana Lewis, and today I speak with Natalie Richards, who just became the queen of the 57 kg weight class at the American Pro when she destroyed the Junior American squat record, the Open and Junior American deadlift record, Took an all-time world record open and junior total in the 57 kg weight class at the Virginia Pro that just recently passed, and we dive into how her training went for the meets, how she got into the sport of powerlifting, what she's looking to do next, and I just can't wait for you to hear it. But before we get into, the, into today's podcast, I'll tell you guys about. Girls who power it because they keep dropping new apparel every single month and it is always getting cooler and cooler from their leggings that fit nicely and have you looking good in the gym, to their sweatpants that are dropping for the cold weather, their hoodies with dope designs, their t-shirts with awesome slogans and designs. They have what you need, plus they have equipment that will have you looking good on a platform, singlets, wrist wraps, etc. So if you want to look good while you're lift, you want to support a company that's all about supporting women getting stronger in the sport, go ahead and click the link in my show notes to go ahead and cop yourself some apparel. Hope you guys are having a happy holiday season and let's dive into today's podcast. I'm super stoked to talk to you, Natalie Richards. I got the pleasure of <laughs> watching you live time at the Virginia Pro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> thank and you for
1: commenting.
0: Yes. Thank you. I mean, thank you for being amazing and performing.
1: <laughs> I just had to show up.
0: <laughs> so... I was like digging through your history as a lifter, actually, even before you competed. And you've only been doing this for a few years, like since 20, ooh, was it 2017?
1: Oh before. yeah. He must've scrolled back to, back to the good old college days. Yeah. <laughs> back yes, the place. college
0: RPS days. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so my question for you is how did you find powerlifting? Because it looks like you started either eighteen or nineteen because it was a teen division. Um,
1: let's see. I think I started like just working out in a gym when I was eighteen, and I actually started trying to do some type of powerlifting when I was nineteen. I think, if I remember correctly, something like that. Whatever, okay. 20, whatever year twenty seventeen was is when I started.
0: But like, did someone tell you about it, or did you just like kind of know about it for a while?
1: Oh, I had no idea. Um, like my friend, uh, Josh, he did a lot of bodybuilding and powerlifting and he started coaching me because I ran a ton. I ran in high school. I ran in college. I was so tired of running. He was like, you should lift weights. So (laughs) I started lifting with him. Uh, he showed me how to powerlift. It got me into my first competition in 2019. And then I started working with anchor in 2020, uh, with Holly and John.
0: And I saw that. And I actually met Holly and John earlier this year at Brad Culliard's coaching mentorship.
1: Really? Awesome.
0: And I had no idea that they were coaching you. I had no, like, I just was like, oh, cool. Like two coaches from South Carolina. Um, (laughs) But what's it been like working with them, like transitioning from your friend, Josh, to team anchor?
1: Gotcha. Uh, Like Josh is awesome. He's one of my great friends. Um, And I'm really happy with the base that he gave me. And then when I switched over to anchor uh, with Holly and John, it was like, okay, (laughs) this is powerlifting. Here's the potential that you can have, like very structured, uh, always goal oriented, like a whole new level. Um, And they always push me to do my best and I can make my own decisions, but also have their support. It's been totally
0: different since switching over to them. Nice. And you yeah. only switched to them since last year. Oh
1: my gosh, it feels like 10 years. <laughs> yeah, but it's only been like a year. <laughs> but they're super awesome. They're like my best friends and my parents now. So it's pretty cool.
0: That's amazing. Cause you were already, I mean, you, when I looked at your history, you already clearly had lots of potential. Like you started out with like a dot that was like already mid 440s, so like your <laughs> like very first meet. And like, there are people who never even touch that. And then you right. were, there. So you obviously had like a knack for it, even though you didn't really know the sport very well. Right.
1: Oh my gosh. Well, I, I, I mean, I started out like anyone else did. I quarter squatted 135, you know, like I benched the barbell. Uh, it was definitely a grind, but I feel like once I started learning the, technique I got in a groove and I can just been able to put on muscle mass since then
0: oh beautiful (laughs) and I kind of want to dive into the South Carolina like prime time meet you did this year Mm -hmm. because that was when like I actually got to thank you thanks to White Lights I actually got to like hear about (laughs) you the very first time then and I was like wait like, looking at your number, I was, like, hold on. Like, these are some <laughs> records. And then when I saw your age, I was, like, she's still a junior. And I was, like, this girl is definitely up and coming. Like, what <laughs> was you training, like, for that meet? And then did you, like, what were your goals for that meet? Did you exceed them? Right.
1: Um, so training for that meet, okay, that was, like, the first high-pressure meet ever because uh, Marshall – and Megan created that meet and they created such a big hype around it for being a local meet. Uh, they had the, uh, I guess, competition between me and Celine Crom growing on social media. So I'd see that every day. I ended up having to like, I needed to stop looking at social media for like a week or two out because it got in my head. So I felt a lot of pressure going in there. So I trained really hard. But honestly, like my peaking week beforehand usually is the crapshoot. Like I missed a lot of lifts going into that meet and I just try to shake it off in the warm room. Um, so, I mean, prep is never the best, but I usually just try to toss it out as soon as I step on the platform. And it ended up going fine. It went nine for nine and hit what I wanted to hit. Uh, my deadlift went above and beyond cause I think I only hit uh, 200 ever in training. And then I hit 205 on the platform. So that was pretty cool. (laughs) That was definitely uh, exceed the expectations. Um, And then my squat actually strained my left quad on my third squat. So I was like, God damn it. (laughs) I just powered through the rest of the meet. And then it took me like two months to eventually get back to squatting normal weight. So
0: (laughs) yeah. Wow, (laughs) I had no idea. So injured, so did it affect your deadlift? Like, did you feel it when you were deadlifting?
1: No, I felt it when I was benching. Like my leg drive on bench, I was like, oh, this feels uncomfortable. But you know, yeah, I had to finish the meat. I couldn't just pull out then. So bench felt eh. And then deadlift I didn't feel it at all. I guess adrenaline and whatnot. But then two months after prime time, I just had to chill out on squats. So which is what it is.
0: Okay. And yeah. um- <laughs> another big thing you said you just said like you were missing lifts like peak week so is peak week for you like when is that for you like two weeks out uh I
1: hit usually I hit a deadlift single like a week and a half out and then I'll hit a squat and then I'll hit uh, a bench I think I dumped uh I remember 170 squat going into prime time which sucked um I think I missed (laughs) a 95 bench uh i think i i hit my deadlift i hit a 200 deadlift but like i missed so a week a week out i usually hit my heavy lifts and i usually don't post them um mm-hmm. just for privacy sake uh but yeah so <laughs> i just had to throw the peak week out when i went to compete at prime time and everything turned out fine
0: That. See, that can really trip someone up, too, especially because you're saying, like, this is your first, like, higher pressure meet, and you're right, because I definitely saw the postings about, like, okay, Celine and Crumb's going to be there, and Natalie Rich is going to be there, and, like, when I was watching it, cause I watched it live, and I was like, yo, this legit is, like, a battle going on. Like, this was a very high level meet for, especially, like, you know, we're not really used to primetime meets outside of, like, yeah. national primetime. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, that was, like, a crazy thing, too. Like, that was such a it didn't feel like a local meet it felt like a step up and i mean th- there's a huge competition between the guys there's petrie was also there and andre um but then it was like me celine serene and ariel um, all competing for top four and deandra so it was like a battle of everyone <laughs> everyone was super strong at that meet
0: that i know <laughs> that was yeah yeah <laughs> But you showed up, you had an absolutely amazing performance. And then from there, did, like, were you looking at the Virginia pro at that point? Or were you kind of like, okay, like, I'm not sure what my next week's going to be?
1: I definitely was not leaning towards the pro. One, because I was injured. And two, I was so stressed for that meet. So I was like, okay, I need to just chill out. I won't compete till next year nationals. Um, but then as it started getting closer, cause we had like a month or two months to accept the invite. So I didn't really feel like rushed to go into the pro. Um, like I saw the roster, I saw like Amanda Lawrence and Heather drop. And I was just talking to Holly and John about like placing, like if I could not be injured, <laughs> where could I place and could I do well? And then eventually as my squat started to feel better, got a little bit more confidence, I signed up for it, but it was not on my horizon originally, <laughs>
0: So at what point did you sign up? Like, where was that? Like, what
1: month? Mm, Towards the end of the deadline, whenever, uh, October, maybe I can't remember. Yeah. But I, I know I had at least like two months in prep, but I signed up a little bit later.
0: Is that like late for you to like sign up for a meet? Like do you typically sign up like months out?
1: Mm, No, (laughs) no. I just need to at least know what I'm doing. Like three or four months out and then I can plan
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so then how was training going into the pro because this was like your full-on debut because this was such a much bigger meet that people knew about more people watching the live stream and you even mentioned having pressure from prime time so what was the pressure like going into the pro
1: I had to go against Sam Calhoun, she's like <laughs> a freaking three time national champion, she holds all the freaking records. I love her, I've watched her training since I started powerlifting. Uh, so that was cool, a lot of pressure there. Um, but I honestly had a lot of pressure on myself because I was like frustrated with squat progress. Uh, but I was also feeling the pressure because I knew it was a, a higher stake meet. Um, some big names on the roster, a lot of live stream people. But then the end of the day, like I just put my headphones on and don't think about that. I just think about getting the lifts, like leading up to the meet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm stressed, but eventually uh, I just try to tunnel vision.
0: And you mentioned getting off of social media before prime time. So how are you in social media but before this meet? Oh, like I was- <laughs>
1: Yes, I did listen to the podcast. I listened to Two White Lights and um, your podcast. And uh, honestly, the Two White Lights podcast helped because it made me rethink my strategy going in with the point system. So I didn't realize originally I needed to like probably to go nine for nine to get the points I needed for female division, even though I did want to push numbers to get in top five overall. So I did stay on social media this time just to look at strategy and see what other lifters were doing. If they were posting. Um, yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> what I was looking at.
0: Not, shout out to T Y lights for helping you. <laughs> <laughs> shout
1: out to Angelo. He explained the point system. I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause it's, it's so different. Like I honestly, it took me until like a week out where someone explained to me how IPF points really work because I don't really get them. Like, Dots, it looks like the numbers are really similar. I didn't know what the hell is going on <laughs> with the IPL points until a week out where we were on calls. And I was like, I need to get this because I had to actually talk about it. So <laughs> what is going on Air. here?
1: Yeah, <laughs> oh they're,
0: they're interesting. So I, are you excited to move to dots?
1: I, I still I still need to figure out the <laughs> the coefficient for the dots because I've been looking at all the dots. I've looked at the Arnold's roster to see how they compare. Um, it's kind of hard now seeing like the new weight classes too like how are people's dots going to change I have no idea but I guess it's fine I'll it'll it'll end up being the same thing as DL points like mentally soon enough but I just haven't dug deep enough to see what points would be
0: so you know what I'm gonna do I wanted to dive more into your pro meet, and I will in a second but mm-hmm. let me go real quick since you mentioned weight class I yeah. saw a post or a story of yours where you said you're eating up 60 kg, am I correct? Yeah,
1: <laughs> let's go, 60 keys.
0: <laughs> so what makes you want to do that when you weigh 123.8, which is very close to 56? <laughs> and I'm like, I was looking at like the 57s and I'm like, you could like rain over 56s if, if <laughs> the same 57s are there. That right. So what makes you wanna go 60? Right.
1: Um, like I know I weighed in, I've weighed in super light I think I lose a lot of weight just cause of stress. Like I usually do water cut and I'll lose like mm, three or four pounds and then just <laughs> stress anything extra. Uh, cause usually I set it like 58 keys, 58 and a half. Um, but honestly I just want to go in. Um, and I just want to have like, I guess the end goal in my career is to have the most insane total possible. And I feel like I'm so young. I'd be limiting myself if I started cutting already. Like I don't see, I'd rather grow than shrink right now. Cause I'm so young. Even if I don't, even if I don't do the best in sixties this year or next year, I think I could grow and gain as much muscle mass as possible to get really competitive in the sixties. Cause so I just want to be like a long-term lifter and just play it smart. Cause uh, I want the 500 deadlift and I need to have the body weight to hit a 500 deadlift. So I think going up will be like a pretty relaxing, like next year, year and a half. I got room to grow. So I don't see the stress, like the, I guess the stress of kind down to 56. I just want to have my pizza and my Oreos and have a good meat.
0: <laughs> so what you're saying is like, so what's the word? I don't know if it's sure the right word for maybe, <laughs> Because like, honestly, like, most people, like, and I, I'm like, honestly, when it comes to me, I'm kind of dumb too. So I feel like <laughs> i just going to do whatever I can. If I can be first, I'm going to just cut, cut, cut. But you're right, though. Like, at the age of 22 years old, right? Like, you have a lot of play- room to grow. You've only been competing since you were just turned 18. So it's like, you really could easily put on weight, especially at this time in your life where, like, we're still growing a lot. <laughs> yeah. And, like, you can easily just put on muscle mass. So that yeah. is, like really cool that she had the perspective because I would just assume that right. she'll right. just reign over 56 and try to like, just stay, but you're right. You can literally <laughs> can gain a single pound if you were to do that.
1: Right. And, uh, I don't know who's going up to sixties either. Like that'll be interesting to see. Cause no one has put it out there. I'm waiting to see who signs up in the 60 kilo class. Uh, so I know there'll be steep competition regardless.
0: There will definitely steep competition. I also can't wait to see. I wish I could tell you. <laughs>
1: i want to know
0: i know so i'm left looking forward to that Me too. but okay so you're gonna go into 60 kilos but for now you were officially in the 57 weight class which was perfect for you because you have got to break three records technically technically four because you got a junior and an open american record yes or was it the squat hold on i got it right here
1: i think it's for the deadlift I think I got the open and junior Uh-oh. for deadlift. Yeah. Open
0: and junior for deadlift at 468. You got an American record total for open, and then you got the junior American squat record.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: I was yeah. gonna say most <laughs> you didn't even mention the American record total. I was like, hold on, let me check. I forgot,
1: one. yeah. I forgot to put the total because I got the junior total and the open total.
0: Yeah. Oh, five. <laughs> I didn't I didn't
1: put the, I didn't put either of the totals on my certificate, but whatever. <laughs> it's fine
0: but that's a ridiculous accomplishment like you went in you got a 380 squat which is 11 pounds more than you got in carolina prime time and you had two months of recovering from from a apparently you had (laughs) a squad and then squats not even moving that well so like going into the meet did you like did you think you could hit the 380 squat or were you still like very iffy mentally about your squat
1: i was so iffy uh like My coaches wanted me to jump 175 or 177 for my third. And I was like, no, (laughs) I cannot do that. (laughs) Let's just do 172. Um, And they were obviously right. Like 172, like 380 moved super well. Um, But like mentally, I don't think I got my groove back until I was like a month out from squats. And that's how it is sometimes. (laughs) That's just how it is. I just had to get confidence uh, and thinking about like, what's the worst case scenario? I fail a squat. I re-injured myself, who cares, like, this squat, (laughs) Uh, once I got that mindset back, it felt a lot better, but I was still, I still wanted to just make sure I could go nine for nine on meet day, which is why we were so conservative on squats.
0: That that was a conservative squat, you guys, for Natalie Richards (laughs) was 380. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you're, like, the game plan, that's why having, like, the right coach for you, and coaches who know how to, like, push you to your best potential on meet day is so important because you could have easily you're right like you could have easily like overshot it just because yes. you're like oh <laughs> yeah, and like everything could have gone down because at this kind of meet like you want to get nine attempts like and yeah. just like, you said, like you're not like you wouldn't have gotten fifth place had like, you missed attempts like right.
1: <laughs> right if you miss one attempt then i mean uh who was it that missed his last deadlift uh daniel 'Cause he was and sitting in meant- fifth and he just had like the slight the slightest of downward motion.
0: I wanted to cry.
1: I know. And it was so beautiful too. But I mean he went from fifth to I think seventh.
0: So that's how freaking tight the competition was. It was seriously. So mm-hmm. you guys went in and like you thought. So then moving on, we had bench press. That was 220.4, which is a six pound increase from your last meet at prime time, which is actually huge because like bench takes a lot. <laughs> oh my gosh. Putting weight up and like you have a very steady bench increase. Well, okay. We had like a little bit of a frump in like the year of 20. Uh, okay. No, okay. In 2020, there was a little bit, some miss some miss benches, but like you have a pretty steady up in your bench, like. You got you have a nice bench for your
1: weight class. Oof, I'm trying. I, I want 110 so bad. I feel like 110 is a new 100 for 57s. I feel like it is. It's time to get stronger.
0: It's always time to get stronger, but like it was it was good and moved really well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was definitely happy with bench. Uh, I missed <laughs> I missed the 100 in my peak week leading up to it, of course, but then I moved like a seven on meet day, so whatever it
0: was good and then deadlifts which you like when you hit your last dead at 468.4 like well actually every third attempt you hit the face you made was like oh my god
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh I can't post any of my meat pictures because I'm either like crying like hysterically or just like (laughs) screaming uh but yeah that was freaking I was so pumped about that deadlift like I wanted over 210. I hit 212. Uh, what is that? 468. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I think the highest I did in peak week was 202.5 keys, which moved at like an eight or a nine. Um, and then fatigue obviously went down. And on meet day, 212 was there.
0: Yo, that taper that taper week treated you nice.
1: <laughs> it really did. It's like my coaches didn't know what they're doing or something. It's
0: crazy. <laughs> but, and. Yeah. One thing I will say, when I was talking to your coaches the following day at the Masters Pro, I was there. Yeah. And they were talking about, they were like, I wonder if, like, we should have, like, rearranged the numbers. Like, maybe we placed her higher. Like, I don't know. Just, like, stuff in their head. Just, like, going through, like, okay, how did the full day go and what can we learn, right? Which is what any coach should do, even when you go 9 for 9. It's, like, what can I learn from the experience? Like, do you wish now that anything was different at all? Um, Just because, like, the placement was so tight that I I honestly – don't know how many more how much more weight you would need to get fourth place like I did not do the right. matchup, but it was not a lot
1: I think my because my coaches and I did like a breakdown after the meet that night I think if I had added like seven and a half more kilos I could have got third or fourth so I think seven and a half kilos was there I could have done five more on squat I think I honestly could have done like five more on deadlift but would have could have should have who knows maybe if I went too hard on squats I would have you know screwed myself on deadlifts. um but i honestly i went nine for nine uh i know how my taper treats me a little bit better and just got my confidence back um so i, I wouldn't change much i'm pretty happy with how things went and i got first for women's which is my first goal and then my second goal was placing top five so
0: Accomplish both goals yeah now, what was it like when you saw that you beat my dear friend Samantha Collins? <laughs> uh, my Sam lover, was, Sam.
1: I freaking love Sam uh she, she is so cool um like I just have so much respect for her like I stayed out after my last death and just watched her pool 507 like like oh my gosh that's amazing um it was just an honor to compete with her honestly like I have, like, no, like, negative thoughts towards her at all. Like, I love seeing her freaking crush it. She went nine for nine, I think. Yes, yeah, she did. Yeah, she did go nine for nine and pr it on uh, deadlift. So, yeah, it was awesome just competing with her.
0: And it was insane, too, because a lot of people, because I'm sure, again, you said you listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people were like, who knows if Natalie can do it on meet day because, like, her first, like, bigger meet. Um, okay. Second to South Carolina primetime, which was, a hyped up meet. So that was your first, you know, glance at it. But it was your first time traveling for a meet, even though it was via, you, you dro- drove in, right?
1: Yeah, it was like mm, six and a half hour, seven hour drive.
0: Yeah. So did it, like, were you nervous at all that, like, just like the additional travel and stress of that plus like water cutting would affect you at all? Or were you just really chill about it?
1: Um, I wasn't too stressed about the driving part I got in uh, the day before. So I had plenty of time to like relax in the Airbnb and uh, like, honestly, <laughs> like I still drank like a Gatorade before the night before and ate like a little <laughs> a bit of food. Um, so I wasn't too stressed about that aspect. I was just stressed about meat day. Like <laughs> I couldn't think of anything except my first squat. Um, but the water cutting is just like a nice like ritual, honestly, like it's kind of calming because when I start my water cut, I know I'm in meat prep mode. I need to be serious and stop like <laughs> freaking out or goofing around so uh, water cutting just feels like a habit,
0: like comforting almost. Because how long have you been water cutting?
1: I water cut for this meet for prime time. And then maybe the, I did competed last year, 2020 at um, the December South Carolina state meet. Yeah, yeah. State championship meet. I think I water cut a little bit then. And those were the only meets I've water cut at.
0: Okay, cool. So you're kind of like used to it at this point.
1: Yeah, like I just do the like a slow progression and then a slow slow back down through the end of the week. I lose like three or four pounds, so.
0: Are you excited to not have to water cut though for the next meet?
1: Yeah, it'll be, (laughs) it'll be nice. It'll be nice to walk in and not cramp immediately.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That I will say something I'm also looking forward to is like new weight classes makes me not have to water cut for the first time. And God knows how many years. Yeah. Yo, walking in and just competing. Yeah. There's something to walking in and just competing. Like
1: <laughs> uh, Sounds so nice. I can't wait for that.
0: <laughs> what are you looking at your next meet to be? Are we thinking Arnold's or just the nationals?
1: Just nationals. Uh, I don't think I could, I don't like doing more than like two meets a year. And I feel like the Arnold's turnaround will be like a little bit fast for me. So I'm just going to relax and build until nationals in Vegas and see what goes.
0: Awesome. And I did what. so obviously let me just say USAPL. Is there any appeal to you at all to leave USAPL? (laughs) Like, do you care about worlds at all?
1: Uh, No, (laughs) like I'm shocked by how many people um, are leaving. Uh, Especially like the men, because there are so many, Like, my goodness, the 90 class, the 100 class, what is it? The 110s after that, I think. Mm -hmm. Now, that's going to be freaking stacked. There's way more competition in USAPL than there is in worlds. In my opinion, my humble opinion. um, So I would honestly, whether stay in the USAPL to to be the best of the best. I feel like the best are in the USAPL. Example being Russ stayed, Sean stayed um Gavin stayed did Gavin stay
0: not sure I have no idea not is. sure if I saw I uh, it just because the competition is not staying but I didn't ask it, oh maybe he
1: did leave then um, but I think the best of the best is in the USAPL um I know my weight class is stacked 63s are going to get divided to 60 or 67s that's going to be stacked 52s are insane um for women I just think the competition is in the USAPL I just want to be with the best are so I'll be here
0: <laughs> I am biased so I couldn't agree more um but uh, yeah. I definitely <laughs> had to ask you uh, what you were thinking of doing because I was like you know if she were to leave like she could definitely like hop on over to Sweden or wherever the next <laughs> yeah. Oh
1: <my> <laughs> <laughs> yeah I have no I don't even know how the structure of powerlifting America works yet oh I thought it was a meme account on Instagram but apparently what? apparently <laughs> there's two I don't know who's who <laughs>
0: And I so apparently, like the regular, like the meme account got the real account, like <laughs> completely canceled because they thought that the meme account was a real account. A That's what thing. I
1: thought. I thought yeah, it was a meme. So,
0: but no, now there's like an official one, and so yeah. I don't that out. I'm not going to, but feel free to check.
1: That out. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know how it works, but to each their own, right? Like whatever.
0: Exactly. Ah, oh, well, we're definitely excited to have you stay. We can just see how nationals turns out which will be very fun once we really know because i think we'll we'll really know who picked what weight class and like who your competition is
1: right i know well i don't know i don't know anything i saw uh britney sign up for arnold's in the 60 class Mm -hmm. so she will definitely bring heat because she's a national champion herself um but we'll see who else does
0: I'm so stoked. Is there anyone else who you seriously look up to in powerlifting? Like someone who's like, you're kind of like a role model of mine in powerlifting. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, you, you
0: stand that way? I know you just <laughs> said that she was like huge, but obviously I don't know if you see her as like a role model, but.
1: Right. Um, I know that the first like um, female powerlifter that I followed uh, was Megan. I think her last name is Scanlon. Scanlon. Yep. Don't want to mispronounce Scanlon. it. Um, but I followed her since like day one and I saw her... Uh, i watch like all her youtube videos about her lifting at worlds and i watch her juggernaut videos and i watch her instagram like she is uh and has been someone i always look up to um it would be crazy if i ever competed against her because <laughs> i'd be like hey can i take a picture with you <laughs> but she's um really really cool um who else she's like honestly like the main one marissa inda she's really cool um yeah, I think that's pretty much it who I've really looked up to.
0: That's awesome. And Meg is, so, Meg is awesome. I'm, if I had to guess, I think she's going to do 56 because she's a nice, solid weight yeah. 57, but I did not ask her. So okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I might have am sign those the ends i soon I'm be like, what you gonna do?
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean I want I want people to post it. <laughs> I want to know what the ranking's gonna be.
0: <laughs> I know. Like, trust me, oh my gosh. Especially with like the whole 60 split. So
1: that's a big split. You either gotta drop kilos or you gotta gain four and a half kilos,
0: right? Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. So I'm on that gain yeah. trip. It's going well, it's going fun, but <laughs> <laughs> Oh, another question for you. Do you have a nutrition coach since you are now like having to gain weight in class? You're going to do it on your own. Do you have like a structure plan for it? Do you even care about tracking macros? Like what do you do?
1: <laughs> gotcha. Um, I am my own nutrition coach. I coach um, other powerlifting athletes with their nutrition. So I just do my own. Um, I've tracked for a hot minute now because as soon as I dialed in my nutrition, my lifts like went up a ton. I think last like I really started tracking and really caring about my macros like a mm, year and a half ago and ever since then um like I feel so much better uh lifting I think um obviously I'm doing a bulk now uh, but I tailor like all my macros for whatever like um block I'm in, like hypertrophy and strength training, I'm freaking eating <laughs> like I don't know whether I should say my calories, but I eat a ton of calories. Um and then I'll slowly like as meat day gets closer, I'll just bring it down and then just water cut the rest.
0: Nice. Yeah. I did not know you you're self nutrition coach. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's easy. <laughs> but also it's hard to <laughs> sometimes stay disciplined when <laughs> you only report back to yourself. <laughs> Yeah, that's the
0: <laughs> big thing for me. Like, I'm a full-time coach and I also coach nutrition, but, like, I have a coach because, like, I cannot Fair. be with myself. I'm like, no. Like, it doesn't matter if I know what macros I should hit. All of a sudden, no one cares. Oh, no. oh. I'm Like, Because I'm an under-eater by mistake. Oh, no. Oh. By mistake. If I'm not paying close attention, I can easily just skip a meal, just not thinking about it oh <laughs> you gotta you're on the game train <laughs> come on oh I'm like I got a coach but if she like if she were to not care about me I <laughs> right
1: oh my gosh it's hilarious <laughs> All of a
0: sudden, you're in class, like what like... I love that <laughs> oh my gosh what do you do full-time then for work
1: yeah um so I've like I've changed careers because I got I had my bachelor's in um, economics from NC State and then I was like, I'll just do powerlifting. So I did powerlifting coaching, started in a commercial gym, went online, working with Anchor now in nutrition. And I was like, I should get a real job. So <laughs> now I work uh, in healthcare management, just doing like, uh, yeah, something like a nice quiet desk job. And I can go spend my days elsewhere, doing it in the gym mostly.
0: Nice. So full-time yeah. in healthcare. And then a little bit of part-time nutrition coaching. Do you have any lifters under you who like you do piloting programming for? Yeah. Heck
1: yeah. Um, I have uh, a few USAPL lifters. Um, Actually one of them just, actually two of them just competed. Um, One competed the same day I did. And then one competed the weekend after. Um, But yeah, I have a few lifters there. It's like a nice tight knit community within Anchor. So, you know, everyone. Um, Yeah. I have a few powerlifting athletes and then uh, definitely a few nutrition athletes as well
0: that's awesome yeah which one do you per oh no which one's <laughs> easier coaching nutrition or piloting? what do you think
1: oh my gosh it depends on the athlete some people right. need like all you know hell hands on deck for nutrition some need all hands on deck for powerlifting and then some are like hands-free so it honestly just depends on the athlete
0: it really does man I can you know <laughs> I think they're both even to me like I enjoy both but like yeah. there was a point where I was like I don't like nutrition coaching. <laughs> like, there was a point <laughs> where I just have people who were not doing anything I said, and I was like, you know what? Because like, with the gym, for training, you can be like, yo, like, show up and do it. Yeah. Or, like, it's really going to happen. But with nutrition, like, it's, sometimes people have just weird histories, and it's just like a yes. whole thing.
1: Honestly, like, yes. Have, like,
0: to hold and hold them. Because
1: that <laughs> so- is a very fair point. I would agree with that statement. <laughs>
0: It can, it can be tough but it can be great it depends on what you have so it seems like Very you have true. people who are fitting to you
1: yes <laughs> uh whether I bother them enough but yeah <laughs> it's definitely like a nice little family so
0: oh that's awesome <laughs> all right dude like I can't wait to see you at the nationals like I can't wait to see what's you are there to show up with because like your gains are coming so fast like (laughs) (laughs) i hope so (laughs) you already have you know i know it's far ahead Do you already in your mind have gold numbers for nationals or just kind of like taking a day at a time
1: all i'm gonna say is that if i do not squat 400 i swear i'm gonna be so mad that's all i want to do i don't care about anything else i just want to squat 400 well, and a few okay. other things, but that's my main goal. Oh, look oh, okay.
0: but a few other things, though.
1: <laughs> oh, you know, just, like, <laughs> some deadlifts, some deadlift things, definitely over, well, I can't say, it. I want to say it and jinx myself, but definitely, definitely some numbers. <laughs> okay. okay,
0: yeah. Oh, I know, hold on, last question, what's your favorite <laughs> lift, like, your honest, like, favorite lift, tried and true, you enjoy going to the gym and training this?
1: Definitely deadlift, like, it used to be squat, um, bench is fine bench is okay i need to get better at bench but the deadlift, deadlift there's like like obviously i get like really emotional about it when i'm pulling and i get that final pull like there's no other feeling about hitting your third deadlift like for me like i love it i would freaking die in the gym every day to hit 468 which i pretty much did <laughs> like i would train the hardest i can to hit that number and just i'd love it
0: Oh, my God. Well, it totally showed in your face. Like, honestly, (laughs) in the best way. I really do. Like, there's nothing like seeing someone put all their effort into, like, their competition and you just see, like the face of oh my god it's up like the, I, <laughs> yes oh, i'm holding it here right now like i feel like i could have been in that moment for like 10 seconds with you kind like this was a long like i just like watched the whole thing it was like so much like look at the excitement as she pulls this slowly but beautifully <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes <laughs> yes same it felt crazy
0: yeah oh my yeah. god <laughs> all right girl thank you so much for hopping on and talking with me
1: oh heck yeah thank you for having me um I was so excited to be on a podcast, so thank you.
0: <laughs> of course, many. I'm sure I'll have it back going. I think other people are gonna start. I mean, seriously, like you're you are the future.
1: <laughs> Aww, so sweet. Thank you.
0: <laughs> of course. All right, guys. I'll catch you next time on the Power and Lifting Podcast.